My name is True Powell and you are now listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Celebrating entrepreneurs and creativity. Talking business, pleasure, real life, get together. Join us here. Elevating careers. Join us here. Elevating careers. Nothing off limits. No, no. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Guys, you know how we do it. This is the podcast where we turn creativity into careers and passion into profit. And we're really all about empowering you to monetize your talent. And that could be giving you hints and tips and and value that you can implement today to start making some money out of your talent. But I am super, super, super gassed to have (laughs) and to be joined by this next guest. Mobile winner, singer, songwriter, TV presenter, (laughs) mom, wife, queen, and so much more. Jamelia, oh my goodness, welcome to this podcast. What an introduction, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honoured to be here, honestly. You don't, like, understand how gassed I am that you've joined us. Even when I sent the message, I was like, oh... I wonder if you're going to do it. No, and, and, please. You know, I sent, I think I sent three voice notes. Yeah, you listened yeah, to the yeah. first voice yeah, note and like, you was okay. like, why are you sending me voices? Yeah. Like, it's done. Like, yeah. it's, it's done. And I'm like, what? I'll see you there. Come send me the dates. I was pleading my case. I was like, this is <laughs> why you should join it. Yeah. Pitch. I'm just like, yes, yes, true. I'll be there. Oh, bless you. Honestly, I, I appreciate that so much. And no problem. I actually remember the first time that we kind of met, yeah. but we didn't okay. meet. You probably won't remember <laughs> okay. this because this was in like 2000, okay. maybe 2001. Oh, it wow. was at the Grand Hotel in Birmingham. Oh my gosh. You was doing some kind of event. Um, uh-huh. I think you were singing or, or something. And I was with Tara actually. Yeah. I think it was like our first year of dating. Aww. Yeah, I've been with Tara for like 20 plus yeah, years. Yeah, and, um, and we was going to meet you and, and Tara was like not having none of it. She's yeah. like, I can't. It's Jamelia, I can't do it, I can't do it. She's like, and I was like, come on, Tara, stop being silly. She's like, no, I can't do it, I can't do it. Um, So we kind of didn't connect there. And I was like, oh, Tara. And then she saw you again in the boring, because she used to work in the boring. Yeah. And I think you was with um, maybe one or... What, what, a child, I think it might have been. Um, (laughs) One of the children, yeah. And... um, she said everyone was surrounding you. And she followed me saying, "True." I was like, <laughs> "What's such?" She's like, "Jamelia's in the boring. <laughs> I want to go and say hello." Aww. So I was like, "We'll go and say hello then." Yeah. And she's like, "No, I can't. Everyone's surrounding her. Everyone's surrounding her." Um, so yeah, that was mm. a kind of like our unofficial yeah. Yeah, meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our official meeting yeah. actually was when you was awarded yeah. the stars yes. of Birmingham at yes. Broad Street. Yes. And um, 
amazing event. Oh, yeah. Uh, really amazing and well, well uh-huh. deserved. Oh, bless you. Thank you. And then, then we had a conversation and he was uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. who you are. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're here. I th- I'm not even going to lie. I was a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> This must be special. Like, he's, he's, choose, come to my thing. Okay. Wow. Uh, Hi. But when you said that to me, I was like, uh, no way. Jamelia knows who I am. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but no, that was um, a really mm. humbling moment. But Aww. honestly, thank yeah. you for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Jamelia, I kind yeah. of, for everybody who doesn't know who you yeah. are and that. Uh-huh. I, yes, there are people like who don't know who I am. It's it's more if you than do, possible. Then, <laughs> if you're one of them, then give yourself a slap. Stop it. <laughs> but just tell the listeners kind mm-hmm. of who you are and okay. kind of what you do in okay. the creative sector. So um, I started my career as a um, singer-songwriter at 15 years old. Um, I was in the music industry I'd say uh yeah for about 10 years or more um it's really weird talking about my music career as if it's in hindsight because I'm always writing I'm always singing I just haven't put any more music out since 2009 I think yeah I know it's yeah I think it's 2009 I'm not sure um and but since then I've been doing tv I've been doing um I've, I've been acting I've been modeling um presenting um and just enjoying life and I've also got three children I've got three sorry I've got four children um three who I've given birth to and one is my bonus son so I've got three girls and a boy um and yeah I've I've been living life I really feel as if I've been I've, I, mm, I don't feel like I've retired, but I feel like I've changed and mm. I feel like I've allowed myself to change and to explore different aspects of my creativity um, and, yeah, and trying to kind of make money from them because that means that I can do it for longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay, but your, your start in life mm-hmm. was through music. Yes, yes. So... Mm-hmm. kind of rewind i think you yeah. started in 1999 was it yeah. well that okay that was the release of my first single right, okay. i actually signed my record deal in 1996 wow. when i was 15 yeah wow. so i was still at school um i was offered my record deal in the summer holidays i went to Notting hill carnival i sang on the stage and in the crowd was a man from the record label um lloyd brown and he invited me over to emi and um offered me a record deal there and then me and me, my mom and about three of my aunties. And my mom was like, no, Sasha, you're not signing nothing. And oh, it was so embarrassing. Um, but and she was just like, um, my mom made like a rule that I couldn't sign, um, sign the contract until I'd passed my GCSEs. Best believe I passed every single GCSE <laughs> with flying colours. Um, yeah, and um, and on my careers day actually, um, I told my teachers, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be a singer. I'm gonna be a famous singer, and they laughed. Wow. Um, which which you know for me as well, I don't t- I didn't take any offence from that moment because I felt like, well, with hindsight. You know, that's, mm. is, is that really going to happen? Mm. I can understand their thoughts as teachers from Birmingham, you know, this little skinny black girl saying to mm. you, I'm going to be a famous singer. But yeah, obviously, two years later, I was my pictures up on the wall and wow. they invited me back. I did a performance for the school and they were like, wow. yeah, she used to go to our school with the, with yeah. um, with Midlands Today. Wow. 
the arts um, consultants or somebody else? Do you know what? I, I, I recognize the name, mm. so it may have been, but mm. I'm not sure. But, I, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, that was definitely like one of my first moments that I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm mm. going to be on the news. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Central News, I think it was at the time. But, um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I started very, very young. Um, mm. But at 15, I signed something called a development deal, which they don't really do now. Um, but it, it was to between the ages of 15 and 18, I was um, being developed as an artist. So I was doing things like um, media training, performance training, dance classes. Um, they were basically grooming me to be an artist. Wow. Um, and it was um, it was fantastic. It was really, you know, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Wow. Um, yeah, it was great. And, you know, just kind of touching on that, mm. because I, I, I was having this conversation actually yeah. with my brother. So uh, yeah. I'm sure, you know, we yeah. run Aston Performing Arts Academy yes. together and our mm -hmm. mission is to empower young people through yes. arts, but also to give them, you know, arts and training uh -huh. so they can be singers or musicians. Of course. But I, I was saying we really need to diversify mm -hmm. our offering in terms of media training okay. and kind yeah. of all of that kind of the, I guess getting them ready for yeah. the world of, of yes. the music industry. Yeah, I think I think preparation for the media is probably what's most important, particularly when you're coming from the inner city, mm. which I was. And even, even though I had media training, I definitely, I, I would still say I was still a bit rough around the edges. Mm. You know, like there's, I definitely got caught out in a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And um, as we know, the media, you know, they're very... They're very hell bent on um, of, of, on getting certain agendas and, um, narrative. and narratives mm. from inner city people, and so I fell into that trap many, many times. And mm. I, I would honestly say I've only kind of perfected that art now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> had my big, big age, <laughs> and but, even you know, still, they're trying to oh, yeah. push their narrative oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but only now, I think, and I think part of it also is confidence mm. because even though you've had the media training, you do feel a bit like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm on MTV. Mm. Like, you know, it all goes out the window because mm. you're just like, this is so exciting. Yeah. I can't believe I'm here, yeah. you know? And yeah, my, my first interview, my first like TV interview was with Richard Blackwood. Oh, he, um, he had good a TV man, show. Really. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Abby. Check it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I spent the, the whole time giggling. I spent the whole time giggling. My mom was so embarrassed. She was like, oh, they just stop laughing all the time. And, you know, but. Um, but you're a laugher. Yeah. Like, I, I'm you, such a giggler. Laugh. Honestly, yeah. I read. Really, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my traits. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wicked. So you mentioned mm -hmm. that you were from Birmingham. Like, yes. Shout out Birmingham. Yes. Um, and from the inner city. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I think Hockley. Hockley, yeah. yeah. I so grew up that in Hockley. actually isn't too far from me. So okay. I grew up in Newtown. Newtown. Okay. So, yeah, my um, cousin lives in Newtown. We just used to yeah. walk like 10 minutes yes. to Hockley. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what was growing up mm. in Hockley like and mm. knowing that you had a talent? And yeah. because like we're not far off in age and yeah. we grew up in Newtown and we had a talent we was yeah. like meaning me and my brother yeah. we were singing and dancing yeah. literally everywhere yeah. <laughs> everybody used to call us like the dancing yeah. and singing Sins. twins like because <laughs> that's just what we did yeah so um I would imagine that it would have mm. been quite similar for you growing up or not or yeah, um do you know what um I okay first of all I would say that I grew up in a very kind of 
performing family, mm. not in the traditional sense of the word. So it wasn't like we didn't do like shows and stuff. I'm just talking about just in our house. Me and my brothers would always put on shows for my mom. It was usually something like Buju Banted or something <laughs> like that or Beanie Man. But, the, you know, these were the things that we used to love to do. We, we didn't really, I didn't really watch TV until I was about 14-ish when, mm. um, when we got cable and we could watch like, you know, like the American shows like Moesha mm. and Sister Sister. and Trouble. And, yeah, Trouble TV, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, um, but before that stage, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that my, my talent was kind of, um, I, f- I felt like everyone was talented. We were, like my mom worked at, um, well, she managed the local play center, Hockley mm-hmm. Port, shout out anyone who went to Hockley Port. <laughs> um, and, um, and so that we were always like, everyone was always making up dances, putting on shows. It was, it was a very kind of, um, free space where mm. you felt able to kind of express yourself. So I think that in terms of the talent, it it was it was definitely honed, but not in a, you know, oh, let's get you on the stage kind of thing. Mm. It was just, this is just what we do. This is, you know, I think it was, I'd say it was more cultural. Like mm-hmm. it was just a culture of showing each other what you were mm. good at. And um, so I didn't, I never felt like me, me singing was anything extraordinary. I just thought it was my talent. There was, I, I'll never forget, there was this girl called Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Maynard, I'll mm. always remember her <laughs> because she could do like bat flips and it was like, oh, she was wicked. Like, do you know what I mean? So everyone seemed to have their mm. talent. You had the footballer, you had the, you know, the boys who could lift heavy things. Mm. Like, it, I don't know, it just, Thinking back, I didn't feel as if my talent was, you know, stood out more than anybody else's. And looking at that from the perspective that I have now, I think what um, was presented to me was the opportunity to do something with my talent um, on a huge scale. Mm. And I th- and I I do believe that. I think I think we've got, especially in the inner city, there are so many talented individuals. But it's like have they been given the opportunity? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and for me, um, I feel I was very lucky mm-hmm. to not only be presented with the opportunity, but be in a position and have the support to take the opportunity as well. My mom, my mom is a creative, mm. but she was a creative that wasn't allowed to enjoy her creativity. Mm. My mom, she's so, she's so talented at so many things, but she came from a family who only respected academic, um, Mm. academic prowess. And so she was like the bottom of the pile in her house. And, and I think that she definitely internalized that. And so when she gave birth to creative children, it was encouraged to, you know, to the highest heights. And, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, obviously everything to my mother. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely love mm. that. So at what point, mm. and I don't know if this was when you got your record deal, but at what point was it, Was did you think, right, I need to get serious about this. I can make some serious money from this. Cause um, like, if you got a record deal at 15, I don't think that that will be going through. <laughs> I mean, if I was 15, I would just be thinking of the fame and not really the... <laughs> I, I literally just thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be like Mary J. Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Mary J. Bridge that was, was doing bits back then. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was my idol at the time. Yeah, depressed so, Mary J. Yeah, Bridge yeah. was everything. <laughs> like. She was, and it me at 50, like, yeah. I'm not going to cry. Like, oh, really? What, what have you got to cry about? But anyway, um, yeah, I, I have never, ever 
still to this day be motivated by money. And I know that, you know, that's that's probably not on brand with what we're talking about. <laughs> but I I believe I believe in following a passion mm. and um and you know really tapping into your purpose mm-hmm. above all else. And I, I, I have a strong belief that that will always bring you the riches that you need. Um wow. whether that's knowledge, whether that's financial, whether that's you know your environment. Um I strongly believe in, you know, making sure that whatever it is you're pursuing is purposeful and um something that you're genuinely passionate about. Um so for me, um Obviously, at 15, I wasn't thinking like that. But I just thought, at 15, coming from Birmingham, going to London and staying in hotels and going on planes, like, it was like, it was like another world. But because I always kept my base in Birmingham, it's like I would go to London to be Jamelia the singer and then I'd come home to be normal. And I always felt like I needed both. Like mm. both were a break from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I kind of felt like when I went to London, I felt like I was playing. Mm. I felt like I was pretending. I felt like I was playing a role and being, you know, mm. it really felt like play. It mm. really did. It didn't feel real. And mm. when I came home, I needed, you know, I needed my mom to tell me to wash up yeah, and, you know, and yeah, yeah, I really needed that as much as anything else. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to money, it was always like, it was just always wild to me, like mm. money in the music industry as well. Um, you just realize like mm. how much in abundance it is like, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd like come up with budgets for videos and it was like, oh, you know, 200,000 like like money that I, I, I can't even fathom mm. do you know what I mean like I can't even my record deal I signed it for I got paid 15,000 pounds mm-hmm. um now if my daughter was offered a record deal best believe they're not offering her 15,000 pounds <laughs> yes but... mommy, mommy child, yes I love it yes but, no, and, and what I say the reason why I say that is because like I think you know. I think to an, to a degree, they, they they the record industry can exploit individuals mm. from inner city backgrounds because mm. fifteen thousand pounds. So to me, that was more than my mom's annual wage at mm. the time. Yeah, and mm. I'm getting offered that, and it was that was um, what's called an advance. So you get paid that before you record anything, and then you get um, an allowance. I was getting a, an allowance of six hundred pounds a a month. Mm. Um, as I said, this was more than my mom was getting paid. Mm. You know, my mom was a manager at, at, mm. at, the, at the local play centre and my idol. Do you mm. know what I mean? But now me, my mom and her 15-year-old child are on a par. And I'm mm. like, I'll get that for you, mommy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm and Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, when I first started getting paid, the first thing I did was bought that, like, like some of the kids in my class, I brought them all to town and I bought everyone trainers. And then my mom took my card off and she was like, okay. <laughs> you, you, I was going to say, like, like, did you see any of the money when you was getting paid or was it like put in a, an account nah. or just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, we were living life. My mom was going to New York every two weeks. Like, no. Um, and again, you know, there's, there's, there's the... Um, the idea of financial literacy mm. and, and money management. And these are True. things that I've only learned in the last 10 years. Mm. So, you know, without those things, um, 
I was frivolous. It was I, I didn't have a respect for money. I didn't. I think the only thing that I invested in was buying buying um, houses. And even when I say buying houses, I wasn't like buying properties all mm. over the place, which I should have done. I was just buying a house to live in. Mm. So you know, I, I would. Uh, you know, um, the, my first house I bought when I was twenty one, um, and I just had my. No, I was twenty. Sorry, um, I just had my my eldest daughter at the time, um, and. But I always bought a house big enough for my whole family to live in. I didn't. Mm. I didn't want to. I. I don't think. I've, no, I have lived alone actually. But yeah, I. I always want my family close, and mm. I want you know, and um, and to be able to provide a home as well is really important mm -hmm. to me anyway. And so yeah, I lived with my mom until I bought her a house in Jamaica, and then she moved to Jamaica, and then that's when I started living on my own, which was yeah another story. But um, yeah, so I. I, I would say that. Um, Honestly, I would say that I was hemorrhaging money at the time, mm. um, especially when like Superstar came out. Um, we need to speak cause... about Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> we need to speak about Superstar. Um, because yeah. At, yeah, at that time, so I'd be doing shows. So just think about this. And so just remember, I'm not, I'm not putting this money down. Yeah. Mm. And I'd be doing probably a show a week and in all over the world, different places all over the world. And the minimum I would get paid is 50 grand for a show. So imagine you're doing one show. I'm, I'm getting paid at the time. I was on par with the footballers. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because he was big. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, you know, and I'd do mad shows and, you know, like sh I'd do shows for like Russians in Moscow. You never heard of them, but, wow. they, they, but, but they know every shit. word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, but yeah, it was a really crazy time. And it's um, looking back now, I'm just like, what I could have done with that money. Mm. Like what I've, you know, the, with the head that I have now, you know, the things that I would have done had I had financial literacy, had I had any business, business acumen or, you know, um, even just my entrepreneurial mm. streak. I feel like I didn't have that when I was younger. I have that now, mm -hmm. but I didn't, yeah, I definitely didn't have it. And, um, um, and I, I would say when it comes to financial literacy, I learned most of that from my husband who I've been with for coming up to five years. Wow. So, um, yeah, so before that stage, as I said, the only way I can describe it is I was hemorrhaging money. I would, you know, take... And the thing is as well, coming from the inner city, it's like I can have, a, I can yeah. have whatever I want yeah. and do whatever I want and my children can... Mm. I can get them whatever they want. I can take them... Um, Travelling was a big deal for me, um, you know... Um, my, you know, my children, I don't know, by the time Tasia was like five, she'd been to every continent. And wow. it was, um, so, so in that way, you know, to be able to afford experiences, I still think that, you know, it, it was great. I don't think I wasted my money. Mm. I was never like a designer person. I never mm. wore, uh, you know, I've never been someone who's into like designer clothes and stuff like that. But I would definitely say I was stupid with my money. And mm. um, yeah, the things that I would have done had I, you know, been still commanding that level of mm. money today, I'd be like, yeah, I'd, you know, probably probably like something like this building that we're in today, I'd definitely invest <laughs> I told you in that something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that mm. that's extremely powerful, particularly mm. for the next generation of yeah. creatives. Yes. It's so important that you have a business mind yep. and that you think about... Yep 
your financial literacy yes and that you think about what where you're investing your yes. money and you secure mm-hmm. your money and 100 you know, i applaud you for kind of taking your children to yeah. experience the yeah. world and different things because to yeah. me that is a sometimes it's still an yeah isn't sometimes it? the yeah. biggest investment is through experiences mm-hmm. so and, and knowledge yeah and 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 that's kind of a, mm. a reward yeah. for yeah. you know for 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 what you do so um yeah but yeah thank you for mm. that piece of knowledge because oh, honestly cool. i think it's so so important a lot mm. of people see the fame yeah they see the fortune they yeah. see the cars mm-hmm. they see the houses and they think mm-hmm. that this is indicative of what the industry yeah. is yeah uh, so another thing i have to say i am uh what you'd call an, an anomaly in mm. the music industry so i, I w- one of the things that somebody i can't even remember who told me but from sh- from early doors, someone told me to make sure that I write my own songs mm. um, and make sure that I, you know, fought for my royalties. Um, so, and that is what has, that keeps me paid. I'm still, I've been in the same house for 15 years. I've got a swimming pool in my back garden. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that to show off. I'm saying that to, to, um, to let people know that I've been able to maintain, you know, a, a lifestyle or a level of living for myself and my children. It's not about the things that I have, but it's about being not having to, you know, sell up and move to, you mm. know, and, and, and be down in the dumps. And I'm not saying that, sorry, that sounds really bad, but um, I think it would have been really um, sad if I had to go from where you know, my you children were. started mm. growing up to to back to mm. where I came from. And so I kind of feel like because of that advice that I was given about writing, um, writing my own songs and making sure I got my royalties, because of that, I'm able to maintain life now. Mm. You know, like I, I still get my, they're, they're called residuals. So it's mm. like, you know, and every, every time my song gets played, I get paid. And that's what I would advise. If you are a Should songwriter, you? fight for your um your right mm. to write your songs i don't know <laughs> and, and and it's true and even if you're not a songwriter learn yeah. how to write songs yeah particularly yes. if you want to go in the music industry Definitely. because that's yeah. where the longevity yeah. is and and yeah and and the thing is as well when you write a song you don't get your royalties you don't start getting your royalties until two years after the song is being wow. released so um yeah I, I would i would highly recommend it and as i said I haven't released a song since 2009 and I still get my royalties. I get, I get, I get royalties every month, but mm. I also get, um, I get, um, quarterly mm. royalties as well, which are my lump sums. And so yeah. How does royalties work? Is it like a set amount or is it how, cause call me thick, but how yeah. do, how do like, you know, when songs are just being played, like, how do you, no. So um so you sign up with um what's called a collection company mm-hmm. and they um basically if a if a song is played in like a shop on the radio on mm. the television they have to log it every time mm. it's played on the radio they have to write down exactly what song they played because they need to distribute the royalties uh, wow. to each person so um Obviously, you're not. You don't have to sit down. And, oh, they play mm. my song. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. God, if I'm if I'm Jamelia and I'm yeah. walking into a shop, let's say I'm, I'm walking into Zara yeah. and I hear Superstar, yeah. I'm like, ching twenty five p. Yeah, yeah. You get, and you get different amounts for different mm. things as well. So yeah. if it's unlike EastEnders, so. Yeah. 
three years in a row, the Christmas special on EastEnders, my song was played wow. as like just before the doom doom doom. Yeah. And I was like, ah! <laughs> just because do they, I knew tell, I was do they get tell paid. you in advance or do you just. No, no, oh, no. Wow. You just, you just. So if I hear my. I, I recently heard my song in um, a Netflix series and mm. I was just like, so, I heard it. so yeah. So, so because it's been yeah. streamed as well. So every time someone watches that and that song plays, I'll get paid. Um, but again, I'm not going to get paid for now. Mm. I'll get paid maybe in a yeah. year or two. But, um, That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. what? So was it Superstar then? The song or what song um, was it? Superstar isn't the song that makes me my okay. most money. The, no, because I only wrote five percent of that song. Oh, okay. So they yeah. they're making yeah can yes because <laughs> yes. that song gets yeah. played. But I do. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It's it's my second yeah. song that I get the most royalties for. But the the song that I get the most royalties for is Thank You. Yeah. And um and for me, I was playing that in the car. Yeah. Before, okay. Oh, <laughs> thank you, down, thank you. Yeah. See, I don't get paid for that. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. I was going to say, oh my God, they're going to come for their money. <laughs> Unless you stream it, actually. Oh, okay. So artists only recently started getting paid for streaming. Mm. Um, big up Taylor Swift because she fought for it. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. part of the fight, yeah. but you know, yeah. thanks, Taylor. Um, but yeah, um, so artists, I'd say in the last couple of years, they've started getting paid for streaming and you get paid. Um, streaming is like, at first it was just like, oh, this is terrible because mm. you weren't getting paid every time people were playing in their house but now if someone was to play my song on spotify and stuff like that um i'll get paid that's why sometimes you'll see me put up my song on my um my instagram story because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like yeah man we might just remind you to play if you want to <laughs> stream it <laughs> yeah oh that, that, that's that's incredible okay um, so i, I want to touch a yeah. little bit on the music itself yes. um yeah. so and I, I just want to quickly touch on superstar because i know that mm-hmm. that for me mm-hmm. Even though, like, money was just a big tune. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, wow. Like, the whole, with money, like, mm. everything just looked like money. Yeah, yeah. Like, the video <laughs> looked like money. Yeah, The fact yeah. that Beanie Man was on the track. <laughs> it just looked like, and I, uh, I, I couldn't understand yeah. at the point, like, this girl is from Birmingham. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this girl is from Birmingham. Yeah. And then everywhere I turned, like, people said, oh, yeah, I know Jamila. I'm like, yeah. how comes everyone in Birmingham knows Jamila but me? Like, <laughs> But speak to me about mm. actually speak to me about money. How yeah. did that happen with Beanie Man? How did that collaboration happen? Um so um well I wrote the song in the back of the back of a taxi. So you um, wrote it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let me just start adding. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so I, I loved the, I loved the backing track. Like mm. for me, I love the mixing of mm. genres. So we had that kind of operatic yeah. op- orchestra, yeah. and then um, and then obviously with the you know the, the I don't know R and B beat or whatever. Mm. And I was just I I love I love doing that with their so music. Good. So um, yeah, I was inspired. So on my way, I was in London and I was on my way to the studio, and I just wrote the song in the back of the taxi. And then by the time I got out, I was just like. Um, Although my first line was, my name ain't Madonna, but we had to change it because we're like, no, mm. we don't want to offend Madonna. So it was, yeah. I think it's ain't a pre-Madonna or something yeah. like that. But anyway, um, 
Uh, yes, I wrote it and then um, we recorded it and it was a finished song. And then um, a couple of weeks later, so the producer went to Jamaica and then um, a couple of weeks later, he invited me to the studio. I came over and he was like, I've got a surprise for you. Wow. And he played it to me and it was Beanie Man. And yeah. I, I, honestly, I was I was crying. <laughs> like Beanie Man was on my wall at home. Like wow. he was someone that, you know, I knew every single one of his songs mm. like i was you know his biggest fan mm. and then he was on my song like wow. <laughs> it was i can't explain the feeling and then obviously when we got to perform it we performed it at the mobiles and um and we, we performed on the ear right show and i did a few shows with him and i just it just felt incredibly surreal even now like my daughters, they find they find my mobile performance hilarious just, just because because they say that I just look so excited and I'm like, I can't be anywhere. Like I just go just mad. And um, but even looking back at the video and at the performance, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like wow. it's me and Beanie Man. Like that will forever be like one of my, you know, ultimate highlights to to yeah to perform with someone that i'm such a huge fan of and still to this day i'm a massive beanie man fan because beanie man was yeah. big mm. uh, yeah like, he the was verses. huge then <laughs> did you watch the verses yes! oh my god oh, god. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um but i think that's when i think the the world scene, Jimmy, they were yeah. like, oh, wow, like, because yeah. you had singles before yeah, Money. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, I had, um, so they were um, what they called warm-up singles. Mm. Um, so I did, um, so before that, you um, did like a, like a tour of all the pirate stations. And then um, I did things. So this is the thing, a lot of people feel like, you know, you just put a song out, but you have to be introduced to the industry. Um, when I performed money to the industry someone said to me oh she's you know she's really great but she's too dark she'll she'll never wow. make it and i remember thinking oh yeah all right mm. i'll see mm. i'll see you again soon mm. i like guaranteed <laughs> yeah. um because for me i kind of feel like um i i, I was i was completely unafraid i was mm. completely unafraid you know like I can't even explain it. Like you, you can't be scared of something when it's mm. so huge. It's, yeah. it's like, it was too huge for me to even fathom every single thing that I did as an artist was wild. You know, wow. if, if I was on a private jet, if I was doing a, a, a show to a hundred thousand people, it just, it was just like, mm. what, it's just me. Like, it's the, I'm just Jamelia from Birmingham. Like, that's literally, and that's who I am mm -hmm. always. And that's how I feel always. So, um, and I don't feel like an imposter. I don't feel like I'm not supposed to be here. I just feel like, oh, this is just a little thing that I do, mm. but it's not really my life. Mm, which I defined. know sounds a bit mm. weird. But yes, yeah, singing and being an artist was never my life. It was mm. just something that I did, that I enjoyed. It was a passion and I loved it. Mm. Absolutely loved it until I didn't. Wow. Yeah. So we we will go on yeah, to yeah. um to to that shortly. Yeah. But I think just kind of reverting back to money and yeah. the fans. <laughs> I love that video. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. But I think it just goes to show how mm. important collaboration is. Because do you think oh, yeah. the the song would have been as big as it was without oh my gosh. Beanie? No way! <laughs> no way! Beanie so, Man made the song. He mm. was like 
I don't even know if I can say he was the cherry on the cake. I think I think I was the cherry and he mm. was the cake because it was just like <laughs> beanie man, like beanie man. And the thing is as well, at the time he was number five in the charts mm. in the UK. So for him to be, so he was big in the UK at yeah. the time. So it was. Remember when I mentioned earlier what about song was it? opportunity? What song was it? Um, yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 um, and. So we released it a little bit after he released that, and he'd been number he'd been number five for for weeks as mm. well. He was on the chart, um, and this is what I talk about when I mention being you know in the right place at the mm. right time and being prepared for an opportunity. So because we'd had that song, you know the the opportunities like the the conditions were perfect for mm. me to release that song. So it's not just a case of. I did a song with Beanie Man. It's I did a song with Beanie Man at the time that Beanie Man was, was number five mm. in the charts, that the song was recorded, the video was done, and we were ready to release at mm -hmm. the perfect time. So, Wicked. you know, and um, and so all of those things work in motion. It's not, it's never just me. It's mm. never down to one person. It's a collaboration. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you, you collaborate and it's something that these record labels think about that, mm. are, you know, I've, I've, of course I wouldn't be thinking about that, you know, whether it's marketable mm. and stuff like that. And um, yeah, but I just remained myself throughout the process mm. um, in terms of, you know, oh, I want to do a video. Mm. I want to dress up mm. in those dresses. Mm. Like I was just yeah. a typical teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, money was big. Yeah. Like money was just huge. Yeah. But I think the, the body of work that really kind of, made Jamelia yeah. was the album. Yeah, thank you. yeah, thank I, you. I think yeah. that's when we got to see mm. Jamelia. Yeah. And just reflecting on that process because you made thank you after you had yes, after a baby. I had so pleasure. Yeah. even when and like back then and I, I remember like yeah. back then everyone was saying oh Jamelia's pregnant it's yeah, a done deal forget it. like forget it it's, just, it's a <laughs> yeah. done deal like yeah. don't even and um and I actually remember speaking to my mum about it yeah. and my mum was of the same view like yeah. you can't get pregnant yeah. when you're on the, the verge yes. of making it like it's yeah. just it's it's yeah. career suicide absolutely so absolutely. um so how did you come back fighting with uh -huh. this body of work which is amazing by the way oh, i love that you. album thank you um honestly um i again i just i heard what people were saying but i just thought it's just a baby like why mm. can't i i can still sing i can still do everything like mm. i can still perform and thankfully again the opportunity that i had at that time was that my record label agreed with me they were like why can't why can't you do another album you know my first session i went back with my baby on my shoulder um didn't work out very well but you know <laughs> but you know it was just kind of like yeah of course i'm gonna go so, back and like why why can't i so practically like yeah. how did it what did you kind of call the record label or did the record label say right we've got a project to do you're signed to this contract like so um honestly they they sent me a bunch of flowers when i had tasia mm. and they said you know um you know take however long you need but we can't wait to um to have you back and i remember thinking that was strange at the time like oh they want me back and i was like okay and and then i think after about a year i told them i was ready and they were like okay 
we'll set up some session we'll set up the sessions and wow. i was like okay and it, it all felt a little bit too easy funnily enough my first day back in the studio was um september 11th so actually it wasn't even a it wasn't even a year um my first day in the studio was september 11th and i'm jamaican and i remember that happened um it was the day that the mm. twin towers fell and i was like mm. Some, some of it's wrong. Yeah. So I went back home and I took another, I'd say six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. and then I started to record then. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think they were just open to it. I remember, cause I remember having a conversation. Um, I was out, um, around the time, sorry, I got pregnant a little bit after, um, I don't know what her name is, but she was from All Saints and she was and she was doing loads of performances with her big belly and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, oh, this is so mm. empowering. Then I went on tour with Destiny's Child while I was pregnant. Um, I was six months pregnant wow. at the time. Um, and and I remember during that, I was I like, why? I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I just need to just pause. <laughs> you just throwing this, I went on tour with Destiny's Child. Like it's just, uh, uh, yeah. I went on tour with them five times, five wow. different times. Every time they came over, I would go on tour with them. Yeah, um, and that was before, during, and after my pregnancy with Tasia. So wow. um, yeah, they were they were yeah really lovely. They're really lovely girls. Yeah, but Beyonce is my big big brethren. No, she's not. She's not. <laughs> Get her on. You know, yeah. I DM that. <laughs> Get her on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, for me, and I always say this, I did I did the most incredible things after becoming a mother. Before mm. I was a mother, so. After becoming a mother, I, I went on tour. I went on tour with Usher, Justin Timberlake, um, Destiny's Child. Um, I sang for um, Nelson Mandela. I went to dinner with Nelson Mandela. Um, I did shows with Naomi Campbell. Um, these are all with my children, with, you know, either just Tasia or Tasia and Tiani. I did, I went around the world. I, you know, we went to Australia. Um, we went to um, Thailand. I did the... Thai version of um, the MTV Music Awards and I won their Artist of the Year. Tasia was there rehearsing with me for my performance on the stage. Like, wow. I just, my my child was never going to be a reason not to. And what greater motivation for me than to have this little girl watching my every move? Like, of course I've got to smash it. Of wow. course, I've, like, this is direct mm. inspiration and not only for her, for other little girls, mm. there's other people's little girls watching me as well. Mm. And um, and I became very conscious of that, actually. The older that Tasia got, I became more and more conscious of what I was putting out there as an artist and who I was becoming. Um, and the reason that my record, my, my record deal came to an end was because of that conflict, because they wanted to push me into a more kind of sexualized, Mm. arena that I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. I had two little girls by that stage and I was just like, you know what? Um, it's better I just walk away, mm. Um, mm. you know, and um, and they agreed. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's so empowering. Sorry, I keep rambling yeah. on. I'm no, like, it's all right. It's, I love it. <laughs> You're I asking one question it. and I'm like going clear. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, so just going back to kind yeah. of like the music writing yeah. and um, yeah. thank you. Yes. Like was mm-hmm. a yeah. big, big, yes. big tune. Yes. Thank and you. I just think for me, like mm. it was that tune that I was like, uh-huh. oh, like <laughs> Jamelia's got depth. Yeah. Like, oh, bless you. Thank because you. Because some of the other stuff uh-huh. that was coming out, yeah. like it was very pop yeah. and, um, yeah. 
and it was great and you could mm. sing along to it mm. but i hated I, superstar did you yeah i hated it i hated it i was in the recording booth crying my eyes out no like way. i that's how much i hated it I was did like, you not is... think did you think it was going to be as big as it was no no really? i didn't not at all not at all and obviously i you know eat my words i was mm. I, I was just like this song is rubbish and this is not going to be and it was you know it was my yeah, it was my biggest hit. I think it was wow. my biggest hit, yeah. Um, it, I don't think it was my highest charting song, but it was, you know, it's definitely the song that I'm mm. known for. It's the song that took me all over the world. Mm. You know, it was number one in Australia, Spain, Italy, um, not England because... Um, no, 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 no. That was, that was Thank You. Thank You Thank you was on course to be number one and then Peter Andre re-released Mysterious Girl. <sighs> Fuming. <laughs> <laughs> when he came out the jungle yeah. and he was had his thing mm. with jordan anyway um yes yeah, so um thank you but yeah thank you was my opportunity to kind of showcase myself as a songwriter because mm. i felt the need to kind of bring it back after mm. superstar because i didn't feel like superstar represented me and then obviously as luck would have it superstar absolutely blows like mm. even though it wasn't number one it was like on the charts for mm. like stupid amount of weeks it was the most played song on the radio in 2005 um and so um yeah i I, it was kind of like I felt like I had to kind of combat being known for such a poppy song. Mm. Um, I don't regret it. You know, I, I feel like I feel like with everything you've got, there's something to learn. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I definitely learned um, a lot about about the business as well um, when it comes to superstar. But with thank you, it was like I, I want people to know I can write. Mm -hmm. I want people to know that you know I've got substance mm -hmm. and. Um, and yeah, and I, and yeah, and I just and I, I wanted people to know that it's not all you know roses and mm. you know and 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 also I wanted to write a song that was inspiring and empowering. You know, I was really determined to do that, and um, I got the inspiration after having a phone call, um, and um, yeah, having a little cussing match, and I put the mm. phone down, and I was like, you know what? Thank you, and I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and I wrote it down. And, yeah. and you, you did all that and more, like yeah. with oh, with that you. song. Seriously, you mm. you did and. I would imagine it would have been very mm. empowering to uh, many, many women yeah. who were in a similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, mm. I just think amazing. Uh, yeah, thank Hats you. Off. Thank you. So music industry comes yes. to, I, I say comes to an end, but not yeah. really, but your yeah. record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My deal. To, yeah. to an end. And you decide to pursue TV and yes. you have a an amazing mm. career yeah. in TV. Yes. What was that transition like? So um it was inc it was incredibly intentional. Um I felt as if I felt when it, when I was coming towards the end of my um music career, I felt as if I was being used and I was just like no, I want I want people to know who I am and what I'm about and um and for, cause, cause when, when you, at that time, as a music artist, it wasn't lucrative for you to show your personality. Mm -hmm. So you only spoke through music and you only spoke about music. Oh, and right. for me, it was like, but there's so much more, there's so much more going on. And, you know, and uh, there's so much more to me as well. And, and obviously this was before like social media and stuff. And it was like, I wanted to use my influence. I, I was never somebody who wanted mm. to be famous, but I wanted to use the fame that I had mm. to do some good and to, you know, shine a light on mm. just issues that I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
so then that's when I went to my management and I was just like, look, I really want to do TV presenting. Mm -hmm. I want to go into that and I want to do documentaries. And because of my musical fame, it was kind of like I, I got let in the door mm. quite easily. Um, you know, I got meetings with uh, different production companies and mm -hmm. um, and obviously ch stations and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, whatever I wanted to make, I could make. Mm -hmm. So I, I made... Um, I made a documentary about single parenthood. Mm -hmm. I made a documentary about hair. I made a documentary about um, about where I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I had some other opportunities to do live television. Mm -hmm. And for me, again, I felt like I was playing and I felt it was, it was I just loved it. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. And I still, to this day, mm -hmm. love that. I don't even know what mm -hmm. it is about presenting and stuff, but I just... I really enjoy yeah. doing it. And mm. I think it's because I get to showcase an element of my mm -hmm. personality whilst mm. talking about things that yeah. I'm passionate about. Um, and as I said, I always want to use my influence mm. to do something, you know, of substance. Mm. So um, the transition, again, I was able, I was in a position to take an opportunity, you know, and at that time, my opportunity was the fact that I um, was, you know, quote unquote famous. Um being able to take that opportunity and to um, take advantage of that fact and use that to um, go into television. Um, and again, it's kind of the more TV that I did, mm. the more I kind of built up like a showreel. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that was great until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, and, and speaking of your influence and, and yeah. speaking of things that matter, yeah. um, the reason why I absolutely 100% rate you mm. and... The reason why, actually, um, in 2019, I was like, uh -huh. Jamelia has to have uh -huh. the MBCC award, Aww. like, has to, <laughs> is because you put your career, you put your bag on the line, yeah. you, oh, yeah. to speak yeah. on things that matter. Before yeah. it was part, yeah. before it was famous, before it <laughs> yeah. was safe yeah. to speak about race, you know, post George yeah. Floyd. Yes. Like, way before that, yeah. you yeah. were speaking on issues yeah. that, 100% mattered uh -huh. yeah. and you was using your platform yeah. for the greater good irrespective mm. of what the outcome for you was yeah. going to yeah. be yeah and uh, some people rightly or wrongly just mm -hmm. wouldn't they yeah. they play the role yeah yeah and, of course and they'd be like well it's not affecting mm -hmm. my yeah. me personally or, mm -hmm. or my bag so I'm gonna yeah I'm just gonna hush and play yes. the role but what made you be like, was it the fact that you had kids or was mm. it the fact, like, what made you be like, nah, like, I need to speak on some of these issues that's happening in, in the industry? Do you know, so for me, it was um, obviously, so by this point, 10 years in the music industry, at that point, it was probably about five years in television. And, um, and I realised that um, particularly my white counterparts were going, you know, were doing things. And I was just like, why what is stopping me from mm. getting those opportunities? Because I'm good. And sometimes I'd be like, I'm better than her. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? But, and, and it was just kind of like, what is stopping me? And then it's kind of, it's a really unfortunate mm. light switch moment mm -hmm. where you realise. And I, I think I think it was, um, honestly, I think it was the, um, they, they, they call it the plus size row. Mm -hmm. So let me just quickly explain what happened there. Um, we were talking about um, about uh, clothing in stores mm -hmm. that were of like um, 
for, for obese people. Mm. Um, and I said, I didn't think that we should be providing. I, I'm not even going to go back into yeah. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was put in all the papers that I said that mm. plus size shouldn't be. Now, mm. plus size and, and, and clothing for obese people are two mm -hmm. totally different things. Um, by the way, my, my whole mindset has changed now. But yeah. at the time, um, I remember just being completely vilified for something I didn't say. Mm. And not only that, the other women on the show who are all white said exactly the same mm. thing that I said. And I noticed that I was the only person who was being vilified for mm -hmm. it. And then the next day, this is at Loose Women, by the way, the next day we went in and um, and we were like, well, shouldn't we say something about this? Because that this is racism. Mm. Um, and they were like, oh, we're not allowed to, we're not really allowed to say that because we, we could get in trouble with the, with the channel. Mm. And I was just like, but it is mm -hmm. like, but, 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 you know, and, and, and I'm going to suffer for it. Like I will, I will, um, I will lose. And mm -hmm. we have to let people know that I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't feel like that yeah. either. It's, but, do you know what it is as well? I'm someone, I am so into empowerment and in inspiration. And especially when it comes to women as well, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I want to build us mm -hmm. up. And so to be, to be, um, presented in a light that was the total opposite yeah. of that was devastating mm. to me and then and then to not be able to speak about it mm -hmm. because it was racism yeah was like it just didn't make no sense mm. and i was like you guys aren't looking after me like mm. you're not looking out it's for not me a safe space. because yeah and then but then i i got to see similar situations happen for my white counterparts mm. and they had the opportunities to call a spade a spade mm. to say what it was and it was mm. like I can't say mm. what I really think here. Mm. I can't. And then um, after a while, I was just like, it felt, it felt like torture. Mm. And, but then there's this thing of, yeah, but I'm the only black woman yeah. here. I'm the only person represented mm. for every black person mm. in the planet. But that's what it yeah. felt like. It does. Um, and I was just like, you know, but then it got to the point where it was seriously affecting my mental health. And mm. I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to drop out. And the way that they were dealing, I could tell that they wanted to get mm. rid of me, but they didn't know how to mm. say it. Mm. Um, and then I was just like, you know what, just let me go. Mm. Just, I, I'm not, I don't want to sign another contract. Mm -hmm. um, just let me go. And then after that, they released a statement to say that I'd been sacked for my comments, wow. which was not true yeah. at all. And I was like, how on earth do they get mm. away with this? Because yeah. that's not true. And it was just, so again, it was just like, well, what, like what chance have I got? Mm. What chance yeah. have I got? And not only that, what if my, my children mm. are creative children? Mm. So now what if they want to go into the industry? Mm. What if any other black girl, what's mm. her experience going to be? What have I changed? Mm. How have I impacted this? So for me, after that point, um, and also, this was also I uh, was also um, on Strictly around the same mm, time, which was another yeah. terribly negative racist experience. And I remember just thinking, I have to speak truth to power, mm. and I have to use this opportunity again. Opportunity, yeah. <laughs> I have to use this opportunity now. And I don't care whether or not I never work again in mm. this industry. I have to say these things so you fix these things. Yeah. I don't care whether it's me personally mm. who benefits. Um, I need to know that I've done my mm. part and I've said what needs to be said and True. you know that I'm not afraid to tell mm. to, to tell my story and so I 
spoke about my experience on Strictly, the, the main thing that happened there was that I was being told repeatedly to relax my hair um, every single day that wow. I went in. And I was, um, you know, and it was, it, it was really, it was a really, really negative and horrible experience for mm. me. But I, but I felt, um, and then there was the whole fixed thing with Peter Andre mm. winning, but that, that's a whole nother story. But for me, I just felt like, you know, there's so many people who suffer within this industry. There's so many, you know, on Loose Women, I was doing my own hair and makeup um, whilst everybody else got to sit in the makeup chair just because they didn't provide anyone who could do my hair or my makeup. And it wasn't just me, mm. any other black person that came on the show, um, you know, we, we, we and we would talk about mm. it, would, would have the same experience. We're in our dressing rooms doing our own makeup because we're not important. And these shows have got big production budgets. Listen. And this is the thing, it's kind of, and, and what they'd say to you is, well, you know, we're paying you. And it's like, well, you're paying everybody yeah. else and we're probably getting paid mm -hmm. less than everyone else. Yeah. Try try and know that. But for me, it was like, I have to tell people these things so that the next black women that go, and I've noticed when, when the black women have been going on Loose Women, because mm -hmm. I, I keep my eye out. They've been getting hair and makeup and I'm yeah. like, yes, and, but, and this is the thing, and, you know, it's your shoulders mm. on which... You know these mm. you know new black women yeah. i'd like to say yeah. um stand on because yeah even if itv don't admit it or loose women yeah. don't admit it yeah they know Which that they, they can't treat these exactly. women in the same way because exactly. they might be as vocal or uh -huh. they might uh -huh. call uh -huh. call them out or but, but for me as well the reason why i speak out is because a lot of a lot of black people are are afraid mm. to, to speak out mm. and for me it's like i don't care mm. like I, I am literally at the stage like i'm mm. i make and i know i'm in yeah. a position i'm in a position of power and i'm mm. in a position where i can where i don't i don't need that mm. check do you mm. know what i mean i don't need that opportunity mm. anymore you know i'm you know i shoot the table with my mm. own cameras and yeah. stuff like that and it's just because i can yeah do you know what i mean but i also understand that i'm very very fortunate and i'm lucky enough mm. to be able to speak speak out and and that's what you need to do you know yeah. i need to advocate so yeah. for me so for me when i see these black women getting their makeup done for loose women before the show mm -hmm. and getting the the level of care that they deserve to get i'm like yes mm. and that's and I, i'm mm. glad i'm so glad that i did it i don't care whether mm. or not loose women will admit i don't i don't need acknowledgement i don't need an i don't need applause i don't need an audience for me it's just I'm so glad I did it. And should any of my children ever end up in similar circumstances, mm. you know, they're going to get the care. And I'd like to think yeah. that it's partly because I chose to, you know, be yeah. a big mouth. Well, you know, <laughs> but, and, and, but, you know, I, I love that. And I know that you're saying that you don't care. I do. Yeah. I will oh. always say, like, ITV and loose women, yeah. in order to move forward, they have to acknowledge yeah their flawed history and apologize for it and move forward rather than sweeping yeah. it under the rug because yeah. I, I i remember like i was wild on twitter yeah. like yeah. i was buying out all the <laughs> argument i was like yeah like, yeah. But, yeah um i i think it's um it's just wild mm. how the industry just treats oh yeah black it's, people like yeah. it's just yeah really it's, really bad and 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 the problem we have is that there, you know, if you won't do it, somebody else will, and they mm. and they will. But for and for me, it's kind of like, well, just make sure you treat that person right, because yeah. there's there are a lot of us who will who will settle for less, mm. and we shouldn't. You know, mm. we should we should, we we deserve to have mm. the same standards yeah. across the board. We yeah. do. And this just brings me on, me on to the the mm. next point. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that 
yes, this opportunity on the mass scale in terms mm. of TV presenting yeah. um, was, was great for you, but it wasn't yeah. the right space for yeah, you. It wasn't a safe space. Yeah. So... Yeah. Jamelia mm. being Jamelia went yeah. away and created <laughs> her own safe space in, yeah. in the form of the table. And yes. um, I absolutely mm. love, the, like, I love watching the table. Oh, I love, thank you. I don't, uh, you know, haven't been invited <laughs> on yet. No, but, you know, yes, you have. Have I? Yes, you have. I, yes, you have. Listen, I send out the emails, so really? I have, yes, I, I have invited you. Honestly, oh, I have oh. I but let me check my emails. Oh, I haven't checked my emails. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, I love... So you're going to come on the next season? Of course. Season. Like, okay, without, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Without a shadow wicked, of a doubt. Wicked, wicked. Um, <laughs> I love the table. I love the, the one with your daughters. Yeah. I love Thank the you. relationship that you have yeah. with your children. Thank and you. how empowering you are to them and mm. just seeing... Just two-part two question. Yeah. So the table in itself mm-hmm. kind of... Just speak to us about the table, why mm. you created it, why you felt yeah. that there was a need to, and mm. then I'll speak a little bit around being a mom and a okay. wife and everything else. Yeah. So um, my reason for creating the table was um, I felt um, I felt unheard, I felt unseen, and despite putting all these hours in the entertainment industry, I just felt like, you know what, these people are never going to give us what we need, and I wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to give black women what we need, which is to see ourselves mm. in our entirety, um, diversely as well. I, you know, I, I, we, we, they love to kind of present this kind of monolithic idea of black womanhood. And um, for me, that does us a huge disservice because there are so many, I have so much access to so many incredible black women, black women who are, you know, some of them are the total opposite to me, mm. you know, whether it's in politics, how we raise our children, how we eat, you know, and I, and I think that that diversity deserves to be shown. Um, my, the table is, you know, it is for black women, but it's also, you know, it's also for black girls. I want, mm. I, you know, um, I, I wanted to create a safe space, mm. a safe space to have conversations not only the conversations that we need to have, but the conversations in a way that we communicate with mm. each other. We we have, we have like a, just, I don't know when 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 black women uh, communicate with each other. It's just I, I can't mm. explain. It. I don't know if it's just me, but I I, I just feel so it, it's beautiful. I feel mm-hmm. like so warm, and I just feel like you know, there's just like an instant love. Mm. Um, even if you are not like me, mm. you know, and it's because for me, it's kind of like, oh, I'm really glad that I've got this opportunity to meet somebody not like me who, you know, we might share certain things, but you're different. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for me to learn more about myself and, you know, and, and, and also having three daughters, you know, that means I've got three black women who are, you know, three f- future black women. And it's like, my daughters need to meet you as mm-hmm. well. Do you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. to, to understand who they get mm-hmm. to be. Um, and so I've done season one of The Table um, and, I, you know, I love doing that. But um, at the moment, what I'm planning is to kind of make it even more... I want it to be more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I want it to... Because um, I felt like the first season we tackled a lot of serious subjects mm-hmm. and... Um, and season two, we're going to be more focused on on our joy because yeah. I feel like we've got plenty of opportunities to speak about the hard mm. subjects. But you know, what what are you eating? Mm. You know, how do you make a fried dumpling? Mm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. like, and I'm not saying it's not all going to be frivolous, but I, I do definitely want to showcase us 
mm. in our element, having having fun, laughing, joking. That. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I'm actually planning to. You're getting exclusives here, you know. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually planning to film it in my house as well, um, mm. because I, I, I think there's something about you know inviting people into my home and um, and having that you know and letting you know mm. like this is I'm I'm serious about yeah. what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I, I want you to I want you to know me. I want you to know what's important to mm. me, and I want you to you know know that you're welcome you know this, yeah it. yeah so so um, i'm on season yeah. two and i'm yeah, gonna get gonna, invited yeah, to the yeah, heart yeah. with a swimming pool yes. <laughs> bring, yeah. bring your costumes yeah. <laughs> bring yeah. tara uh, i i, I, I might love even it. put on the jet pad yes yeah but it's true like honestly in the last however many years mm -hmm. You know, black people have been seen in mm. one way, yep. one dimensional. Yeah. And, yep. you know, and full of we're pain, always full of pain, struggle, full fighting. Of yeah. <laughs> and mm. and my mum always says to me, you know, people may can steal your happiness, but they can never steal your joy. Okay. And I, I okay. think it's amazing that actually we're going to be showing mm -hmm. our yes. joyful side and absolutely. You know, it's so important. Yeah. I, I think it's so important. A, we're so rich in culture. Listen. We're so. Yeah. And just to have an opportunity to experience that mm -hmm. and to showcase that yes. to the world yeah. and use your platform to yeah. do that, I think is amazing. Yeah, thank you. I thank can't you. wait. Yeah. And just speaking on kind of like the family, I, I watched mm -hmm. the table, I watched the one yeah. with, with your girls and mm -hmm. I actually watched it with um, Tara and, and my uh -huh. girls. Aww. And um, you, Tiana and Amelia yeah. are similar ages. Oh, okay. So when she was brought her books and she was saying, oh, yeah. I've read like however many books. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at me and was like, and how many books have you read this year? And I think for me, what that was, it was refreshing mm. to to see a family operate, but also yeah. to see somebody as young as Tiana reading, yes. reading, yes. reading, yes. reading, reading. Yeah. And I was mm. like, look, me, me, yeah. like, you yeah. can do the same. But, but at the same time, I have to say this um, in defense of Mimi, just like I, I, I didn't read this. This is going to sound so bad, <laughs> but I didn't read my first like like thick novel until I was 26, mm. you know, and now I'm an avid reader, wow. you know, uh, and one of my daughters, my eldest daughter, she's not really, you know, she does read, but she's not a big reader. Mm -hmm. Whereas Tiani, she will work through books like in, mm. you know, just like wow. days. Like I bought her a book yesterday and she's halfway through it already. I thick book i'm just i don't know how she does it like i can't read like that but it doesn't mean that she you know mimi maybe maybe mimi's more you know more hands-on more mm. maybe you know d don't even underestimate you know mm. things like watching things on youtube and stuff like that so um yeah don't 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 count her out because she's not reading reading's yeah. fantastic she, you know what? and she, to be encouraged yeah. she's 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 very creative yeah um and like she's her personality is amazing. Yeah. I do want her to read a lot more, but maybe yeah. she's, she's yeah. going to be an audible person. Maybe she's going to listen yeah. to the podcast. Yes, and, exactly. And get her knowledge from that. So um, <laughs> that will be that yeah. will be really interesting. But yeah. Now I I, I loved mm. I, I love the family mm. setup. I love. So so this this is something that um I am really um passionate about at the moment is seeing black families. Mm. What do we look like? Mm -hmm. uh, you know how do we differ? What are you know how are we navigating life particularly as british people mm. you know um like um i don't know if you've heard but channel 4 are doing a um they're doing a, a it's called black to front mm -hmm. where they're um doing a whole day of black programming every single person on the on wow. every single channel sorry every single um show is going to be black um and it's um and they're going to be doing like a black um reality show like based around a family and stuff and i'm like yes 
this is the content mm. that we want to see. Do you yes. know what I mean? I don't, mm. don't want to be talking about, you know, how did you feel when you mm. saw a black man getting yeah. shot? Like, yeah. how do you think I felt? Yeah. Yeah. How do you think we felt? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, and, and for me as well, you know, again, we have to bring our, we have to focus on our joy. You know, mm. we, we've got plenty of opportunity to focus on pain mm. and struggle and strife, but that's not all we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the black family, I think, is something that is grossly underrepresented. Mm. You know, we both have homes with families, mm. with a mom and dad and the children. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But where do you see that? Mm. Where else do you see that? Mm. And, and, you know, and it's kind of, you know, it's important for us to... Even even on social media, mm. we have to share those things. We have mm. to let people know we exist, mm. um, you know, and, and because when you show that you exist, you give permission for mm. other people to exist, mm. you know, let's let's make... Let's and normalise it. Yeah, of course, yeah, it's, it's like normalising yeah. blackness. <laughs> yeah. like, it's nonsense. It's, it, but it's, it, and it's it is. true because <laughs> when I... So often when I post things yeah. about, you know, Tyra and the kids yeah. or whatever, sometimes I get messages from people saying, wow, <laughs> like... Yeah. Wow, yeah, like yeah. as if to say, oh my God, there's yeah. a black man, a black yeah. dad at home still, yes, and yes. I'm just like, okay, yeah. so you're right. Yeah. We, we have to. To normalize. your children, mm. it's normal. To mm. our children, it's normal. But you know, yeah, other people need to see us. You mm. know, we need to make sure we're being seen. Um, I say that, and I never show my husband. But <laughs> oh, you know, say, does that mean we're going to see <laughs> Hobby soon then? Appear? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> But I, I think for you, it's different because <laughs> mm-hmm. you've been in the limelight uh, and you've had that visceral kind of... Yeah. I mean, the only reason I don't share my, you know, my husband's face is because I just know what the papers are going to mm. do. My husband's been inside. He's been mm. to prison before. And I just know they're going to dig that up and mm. then they're going to put that all over the papers. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not here for it. Because yeah. that, that Jamelia is not... Um, yeah has not settled yet mm. so I, I don't want to become Still angry trauma. and mm. yeah do you know what I mean um and yeah I just yeah. I just don't want it and and they don't want it either so yeah. it's just like you know we'll, we'll <laughs> keep them out there. Like, yeah. for now. <laughs> oh my goodness Jamelia honestly we can talk for yes, we sure ages, can. <laughs> and ages and ages and ages yeah. but I think we've we've gave so much knowledge today and so. honestly you, you know you've Write your own music. Yes. You know, you can live and have a pool of royalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's always uh-huh. good to collaborate yes. with with different people. Yes. Um, keep your options open, mm-hmm. opportunity. Look out for opportunities and, Opp- and prepare yourself for opportunities as well. Make sure you've done all you can mm. do. So when an opportunity arises, you can take it. Because I, I would highly um, say that for me, a lot of the great things that have happened were because I was prepared for the opportunity that presented itself. Mm, amazing. So, yeah. Opportunity. What, mm-hmm. what else was there? Kind of media training yeah. and getting yes. yourself ready for um, <laughs> yeah. the industry yes. and being yes. authentic, speaking off for Absolutely. what's right. Absolutely. Oh, there's just so many. There's just, I hope so. There's just <laughs> so much gems in this conversation. I couldn't thank cool. you enough. Oh, thank uh, you before you leave, me. we do this thing yes. at the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. It's called 10 in 10. Okay. And we just ask you 10 quick fire round questions. Cool. We've asked all the guests the same questions. Okay. And it's one or the other. Even if you maybe don't have a preference, yes. you've got to have one preference over cool. the other. No problem. Yeah. So let me get the stuff. Cool. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. Nike or Adidas? Oh, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one already, uh, but I'm going to say Beyonce or Rihanna. Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Audi or BMW? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Audi, Audi. I don't know <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, I love Audis. Rush Hour or Bad Boys? Oh, 
I'm going to get my black card revoked. I've, <laughs> I've not watched either of them. <laughs> You've watched trailers for both of them, surely. Yeah, yeah. So choose I think, one from the trailers. I think Bad Boys because, uh, yeah, that, that, that scene where the girl goes on a date or something. Is that oh, Bad yeah, Boys? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, KFC or McDonald's? KFC chicken. ASUS <laughs> or Boohoo man? Oh, uh, um, I don't, I don't really like them things, you know. But I gotta choose um, ASUS. I think they got more things there, mm. haven't they? Yeah. Two pack or Biggie? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not choosing. You I'm not now. Like, no, 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 no! I refuse. Uh, okay, that means J Cole or Kendrick Lamar. J Cole, I love J Cole. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. And podcasts or books? Oh, no, podcasts. Podcasts, yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Jamelia, yeah. honestly, thank you so much. You <laughs> have been you. a superstar. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that one before. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, thank you so uh, much. Thank and you. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in once again. And please do, if you do like the podcast, rate and review it. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast sponsored by Route 36. If you liked what you heard, please remember to review the podcast and also give us a follow on our social media channels.